Hey, what's going on, everybody? Jesse here from Flyers Alley. I want to talk to you guys about Anchor. It's a great podcast app. We use it for Flyers Alley. Basically, all you do is download the app, create a profile, and it's pretty self-explanatory. You record, you uh, publish it, and I believe within minutes, you're on your favorite podcast apps, such as Spotify, Google Podcasts, you know, the works. So, if you guys want to create your own podcast, the best way to go is Anchor Apps. We use it in the alley. You guys should too. That kind of a series. Face off one. It's all over. The Flyers have won the second in a row. The Flyers have won their second consecutive Stanley Cup. and drops it off for the carry on by Claude Giroux. Giroux holding, gets around in front. Playing cross ice, boxes to Hayes. Hayes to the back end, and he scores! Hayes back end, forehand! Hey, what's going on, everybody? Jesse here for Flyers Alley, along with Wade Ruska Jr. What's going on, Wade? What's up, Jesse? We uh, we actually have a special guest again this week from the Red Light Hockey Podcast. We have Chad. Chad, how you doing, man? Pretty good, pretty good. Happy to be here. You guys got a lot of Flyers gear, so, you know, a little different for me. I'm across the country, but I respect right. it. Yeah, I I actually have a a a, a, a San Jose Sharks. Uh oh. Okay, I was glad it wasn't me. <laughs> flag hanging up down here. Why do you have a Nothing. Sharks flag? You're chopping up. Mm-hmm. Not even fifty seconds in, and you look like the Buffalo Sabers on the ice Just right the now. Corner all the way. Well, Chad, how's your night going? <laughs> Pretty good. It's not really quite night yet. It's 5 o'clock here. Oh, that's true. I forgot yeah. already. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nope, looks like we lost him, but he'll come back, I assume. We're still alive. Yeah. But, yeah, um, it's good. It's good. It was 73 degrees and sunny today, so no. regular March day for us here in California. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean – Sharks have been kind of brutal, but other than that, no complaints. There he is. Yeah. Back. I don't know what the hell just happened, but oh well. <laughs> Why do you have a Sharks flag? Uh, I have I was a Sharks fan for a pretty long time. Um, gotcha. I believe I told you guys on the on the red light that 
I was I won't be a Sharks fan again until you know they get rid of you know uh what's his name uh Carlson and uh Kane I just, I just don't like them but okay that's fair I guess you know I don't know and now that the, you guys have Curtis Gabriel I'm definitely definitely never gonna be a part of that again yeah those are I mean I love Evander Kane is he's he is the way he is on purpose it's not an act that's how he is but he's a hell of a player. He's leading our team in points. He's nasty. Scores a lot of goals. But I get it. He puts out a persona that people, he's easy to hate. It's the the definition of you love him if he's on your team, you hate him if he's on any other team. So, right. That's true. That's how it goes. Um, I'd like to uh, kind of get your um, – how do you guys became the red light and what, what's the backstory behind that? Because I never really talked to Liam about it. It just mm-hmm. kind of – we all kind of just started talking, and that was it. So what's, what's – Yeah, the... I mean, I'm – Liam's the person to ask. I jumped on about 10 or 15 episodes in. Um, I just – I don't know a lot about the origin. I don't know a lot about the history. I know Liam is the driving force behind it. I'm kind of just a contributor. Okay. I kind of – I come on once a week, and they just kind of needed someone from the West Coast. So I kind of do the Pacific Division West Coast stuff, and I'm also a big AHL guy. Um, because I've spent some time with a, an AHL franchise over here working for them. And I'm a broadcaster for the college that I go to and just kind of trying to do it all. But uh, as far as red light goes, I'm not 100% sure. I know that it was, it started towards the end of last year. Um, but other than that, and probably just guessing that people were bored during quarantine, that's really all I got. So I'm not really sure exactly what started it, but it's fun. It's a lot of fun to talk hockey with people who know hockey. There's not a lot of those guys out here in California, so it's good to see. Right. All right. Um, well, I mean, let's we can get straight into the Flyers talk if you don't mind. I mean, yeah, sure. What um, I would like to pick your brain since you're on the West Coast and it's a whole different brand of hockey over there. Uh, mm-hmm. What if you ha- have you paid any attention to the Flyers at all? Flyers and, uh, are kind of. In that middle zone where, like, they're not the top team that you talk about. And they're just kind of – it's like, you know, it's the top teams and then the failing good teams and then kind of the teams in the middle. And the Flyers kind of fall into that category. I mean, I know that – I think last I checked, they're, what, one point out of the playoffs, but they have games in hand. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, I mean, it. Uh, they're an underachieving team. Uh, they're a team that I think – was artificially good last year because Carter Hart was playing out of his mind. Um, also a team that I think kind of got hosed by the coronavirus shutdown because they were really hitting their stride before all that in March. And then they came back and then I don't remember what happened in the bubble with them. So that can't be good. They didn't make it that far, <laughs> but um, you know, I uh, got beat I by Liam's it. team. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So Liam took out the entire state of uh, Pennsylvania. They'd be oh, wait, actually, actually, wait, no, we, we lost to the uh, the um, Islanders. We beat Liam's team. Never mind. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, um, you have – I know that you guys have uh, a lot of guys that are kind of uh, – no superstars, but a lot of good, like, 1Bs, if that makes sense. Like the JVRs, Gobs to Spear, however you say his name. Yeah. Um, you have, you know, Lindbaum, you have Nolan Patrick and Kevin Hayes and 
kind of all those guys who are kind of, I don't want to say depth pieces, but all kind of like just under that superstar level where like they're not really in like the upper echelon, but you have a whole bunch of guys in that kind of similar to the Sharks, to be honest, where the Sharks don't have the goaltending, but the Sharks have a bunch of guys like the Tomas Hurdles and Timo Myers who are like going to get you 25 to 35 goals, but no one who's going to get you 45. Right. <laughs> it's just kind of like stuck in that purgatory where you guys are in a tough spot because you're in a good division, a lot of good teams around you. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I know. I know that Nolan Patrick was really nasty in an NHL game that I used to play, but he <laughs> is not nasty anymore. So he's, he's here and there. I mean, he's not – I don't think he's – turned into exactly what you know he was drafted for drafted as um i think that's a, a, a problem with a lot of the people on the team is you know there's a lot of talent on the team and even the defense well some of the defense is like talented. Justin Braun, right oh god <laughs> jeez <laughs> i don't know how many times i say you guys can have him back i mean we'll take him at this point but right yeah. yeah, I mean, no, they got they got a young trade. they got a young core of players that you know. I wouldn't, you know, a lot of people say, "Who would you trade this person for?" Or, you know, the the Eckholm trade, and now it's the uh, Ryan Ellis trade, and wh- wh- who who would you do this for? Like, I wouldn't want to trade any of the young guys on defense because you know they're they're going to be good at some point, especially when Cam York comes up. But um. I don't know that the Flyers are definitely struggling right now. It's, that's why I'm well, saying trying to ask for outside sources. Oh, so what do you think it is? Well, and it's like it's like similar to the Sharks, where like if I asked you about the Sharks, you probably would say like, oh, you know, they're just they're struggling. They've been good forever, and they're kind of on the back end. And like right. I'd agree, but the pieces are there, right? Like the Flyers have pieces, right? So you don't want to say like, oh, let's rebuild and just blow it up, because they're not in that spot, and I don't think the Sharks are either. Uh, for everyone listening, I'm a Sharks fan, which is why I continuously go back to the Sharks. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you guys have pieces. You have Carter Hart, where if you were going to trade anybody, that's who you trade. But, like, I don't think you should trade him because there's, you know, not that many goalies in the league. Ask a guy who's never had a goalie on his team. So it's just kind of how it goes. I think that – I think the scary thing is, did you guys have a, a favorable – move in divisions or did your division get harder wade you will take that one uh my shit's fucking up so i was trying to fucking get this <laughs> thing to work i'm sorry no you're good because your division this year is brutal like of um, course of course uh, buffalo's bad which no one expected them to be this bad but other than that everybody in that division is good well uh, the thing that's messed up too is that uh Everybody w- was really bad at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the Flyers were doing mediocre. I can't say they were doing, like, phenomenal or anything. But, like, mm-hmm. they were winning games. And most of the time, barely winning games. But they were winning. And then, you know, I think all the rest of the teams got their bearings. And they're on a fucking tirade right now. <laughs> like, they're going. Like, the Rangers. Like, what? what is that shit? That is outrageous. Like, yeah. There was Nibanejad all of a sudden is playing. Like, come on. Yeah. No, the Rangers are one of those teams where they can make a run at Taylor Hall, but different point. They could also, I think Jack Eichhorn's up on that team. But um, yeah, I don't know. The the Flyers have always uh, it's it's weird because as a West Coast kid who 
I kind of cover, I do radio out here. So I cover like sports that are just topical, right? I'm a, I'm a Sharks fan on my own time, but so usually it's a lot more basketball, football, baseball, because every team has been good in the Bay area in the last few years, including the Sharks. But, um, so I don't follow the Eastern conference as much usually this year, because there's less hockey for me to do in California. I've been following it a little bit more, right. but you've always kind of been the, the stepchild. It's always been like every few years you guys would pop up, but it's always been Washington and Pittsburgh. And that's kind of been what it is in Boston and, you know, Tampa. And it's, you guys have always been like the one, a one B is what it's been. And, you know, a lot like San Jose has never really been the, they, they were the one a for a few years, but they never won, never got it done. So there's teams out there that were always better than us. And we were talking about it on red light hockey, but like, yeah, people ask why the sharks aren't good. Like they just got beat by good ass teams. (laughs) Like what are we supposed to do? We got beat by Chicago. We got beat by Vancouver. We got beat by teams that are, you know, Calgary who should have won that Stanley cup in 2004. Like, Got beat by good teams. You can't you can't hate on other teams for being better than you. Like it, it just kind of is what it is. But yeah, from the outsider's perspective, I, I see the Flyers as having one of, if not the coolest jerseys in the league, <laughs> and um, a rich history. Uh, I think a sneaky good. Like I I hate I mentioned with you. I hate Philly fans generally speaking. But uh, the, they have like a good fan base. The message right? board's about to blow up. <laughs> yeah, whatever. You guys come for me if you want to. Yeah, it's like anyone else. It. I'll just stop coming on. Like you kick everybody else out of your city. But um, <laughs> it's uh, I don't. It's it's it would it's the same kind of thing. Like it would be fun to be a fan there. I would enjoy being a Flyers fan because there's a lot of fans. It seems like you guys get pretty good attendance usually. I could be making that up. Could just be because it's orange. So like the orange sticks out, but yeah, I love the jerseys. Um, you've had some interesting stories, like the Brisgalov story, and you've had you know some good some good goals, and it's just been fun. I like I like the Flyers. When I think of the Flyers, like I, I enjoy my thoughts of the Flyers, but it's not anything substantial. You know, it's not anything like like crazy, but because you know like Pittsburgh, it's like oh well, they beat us in our only Stanley Cup, so that's tough. But you know like. Flyers are fun. I like your logo. I like your color scheme. I like the black. Um, I like Donald Brashear growing up a lot. So okay, that was one. But um, yeah, I mean, I think I've. Uh, I don't know. I won a whole bunch of money on that. Um, that Eagle Super Bowl. You know, it's been good. It's been fun. Philly's been good to you, so. <laughs> oh yeah, Philly's been good to me. I mean, we had to beat the, the Phillies on the way to the 2010 World Series for the Giants. You know how it is, but. Um, no, I'm just kidding. But you're not getting you're not getting any love here with the Phillies. I don't give a yeah, shit. Yeah, whatever, man. <laughs> I don't two thousand miles away. Do something about it. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, I like Philly sports. Like, it, I don't know if it's possible to hate a fan base and love the fan base at the same time, because I hate I hate the like I hate the like you immediately have to get rid of somebody if they're not good. Like, I hate that. I hate that mind frame. I don't think it works. But I also, um, (laughs) I love how fervent they are, right? Like, I love the ferocity of the fan base. Like, Eric Carlson, Joe Thornton could walk down Main Street in San Jose. No one would give a shit. Like, no one's going to know who they are, right? Versus, you know, I don't know how it is in Philly, but it's just, it's just different. It's just different. So, you know, it would be fun to be a part of. But, 
you know, from looking from the outside in, it's fucking chaos. <laughs> it just looks crazy. I'll uh, uh, let me go to the kind of the mailbag going on here. That the, the we got some, got some comments, huh? Yeah, uh, Charles Becker from Facebook. Yeah, it doesn't say who it is because they have to set it up and no one listens. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> can we still make the playoffs? Do you think Wade? Yeah, I think Wade. I definitely think we can. I think uh, we finally beat that shit show or dumpster fire that we were going through and finally beat the Rangers. And uh, we should have fucking spanked them from the begin with. I don't, I don't know what's going on. Maybe, maybe too much pressure is finally getting to Hart. You know, with him being so young. And doesn't help that our defense is non-existent. You got Prove trying to play both sides of the fucking defensive positions. But uh, I think if they keep their way, they had the lineup last night or yesterday with uh, Samuel Moore up, like six foot five defenseman that likes to play with a nice edge. I think that will help players come out of that pussified fetal position that they're in right now and actually play. So yeah, I think I think we're gonna we're gonna do what we did in twenty ten and just squeak in there. We're gonna beat out the fucking Rangers into that spot again. Chad, what do you think? Yeah, I don't think you're making the playoffs. I don't think it's. I don't think it's. I don't think it's a bad thing. I just think you. It's. It's weird because in a regular year you might, but with a short year there's no injuries. Like injuries, like there are injuries, but it's different, and you don't have the time, and it's just gonna be like it's a tough pill to swallow. It's one I swallowed before the season this year, but there are four teams that are better than you in the division. It's just kind of how it goes. You know, like the one team that scares me is Pittsburgh, especially now that Malkin's out. Um, we've seen Crosby cover for that before, but if that doesn't go according to plan, basically if if they continue to not get great goaltending and then they feel the Malkin absence, you guys can sneak in. But even if you snuck in, I mean, what then? It, it, <laughs> then you get beat in the first round by Washington or New or the Islanders. <laughs> I think that's the Capitals. You we think you can take very, the Capitals? We played very well against them. They have we're a goalie still, thing too, where they they, they had that rookie and they benched him and sent him down. And... They had a whole fucking problem that I yeah. just did I did not understand. There, the the idea of saying that I think that the players in front of the goalie are good enough that we could send our starter down to the AHL and just play this <laughs> random kid. Okay, I don't yeah. see that working anywhere with any team, really. I mean. Well, yeah, maybe I mean, not with any team, but I mean that's that's just a bold, especially in a short year. That's a bold move. Yeah, I mean Auntie Miami and Jonas Hiller won Stanley Cups, though, so weirder things have happened. Yeah, but but yeah, I agree. Uh, Washington is just good. Washington just top to bottom is good. The Islanders are also good. It, yeah. That you you just got looking at the divisions objectively. This is the toughest division by far. Like this one, I mean. When you look at the teams in it, I mean, New Jersey and New York, they would be competing in the Pacific for sure. Like, there, I would take New Jersey and New York, I think 5 6 in our division or in the Western division is, what would it be, Arizona and LA? Like, those two teams are better than those, than Arizona and LA. But yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't think you guys make the playoffs. It, it wouldn't shock me. I think you guys are. Also, 
yeah, if you do make the playoffs, though, I see a first round exit. It, it it's because you you might be better than the three four teams in your division. Like I would put group you guys with those teams with the the Pittsburgh and uh, the team whose name I'm forgetting, Boston. Boston. But oh, Jesus, and it's all Carter Hart. Like people don't realize how much it's just goaltending. Like you know, you say the best team. I don't think the best team wins very often in hockey, which is why COVID has bothered me so much because objectively the best team in baseball, basketball, and hockey won the championship, which just never happens where like Tampa was by far the best team in the NHL last year and they won the championship. It's like, well, the year before they choked against Columbus and lost in the first round after 82 games. So like maybe this isn't good, but um, yeah, I, it's just goaltending. Carter Hart's a good goalie. So if he gets hot, you guys could absolutely make a run. But it kind of hinges on him. It's all about that defense. You can't just put it all on one guy. If you got a defense that's literally standing there watching the plays go right around you, mm-hmm. you're leaving yeah. that goalie out the dry. You can only yeah. make one to two saves. You're not going to be a Dominic Hasek doing backflips and doing a kick save over your fucking head every night. Yeah. That was I mean, he's completely able to do that. <laughs> I'm just yeah. – he's definitely full. I i think he's just – there's a lot of talks like on Twitter and, you know, a lot of beat writers. You can actually tell that they're not really releasing anything to the to the press because it's – something's going on in, in the locker room or something's happening that they're not – they can't put their finger on. They're definitely playing like shit. I mean, that's out in the open, but I kind of agree – with we, I agree with both of you. I I think if they do get hot and they continue to be hot, I think that they could make a, a pr- big impact in in the uh, playoffs. But at the same time, I would love to get into playoffs because obviously playoff hockey is amazing. But I don't want to go into the playoffs and get caught with our pants down and and like losing, like get get the shit beat out of us and blown out completely. But I don't think that's gonna happen. I think we'll be all right if we get hot. If we get hot. This would be the week to do it. We're starting it off against Buffalo. I mean, they're running out of time. So, I mean. <laughs> this would be the week to start them off. If, if we come out of this week stumbling, then obviously our playoff chances are gone and they just might as well just start shipping pieces away. Yeah, I mean, if, if you guys are shipping pieces away, who are you trading? We talked about this earlier, but are you trading Carter Hart? No. No, definitely not. But like I agree that that's that that's the person that you could get anybody for. You would get anybody out you're of. You're telling me you're telling me Colorado offers you two first Bowen Byram. You're not trading Carter Hart for that. No. No. Two first round picks and an you NHL ready top six defenseman. You know though, because you you just you said earlier that you you guys haven't really had a great goalie either. Like we get our first goalie and then we get rid of him. So what happens when when you know? Elliot's like, I'm fucking old and I'm done here. We had to rely on Alex Lyon, who we've brought up once, like, and has just rode the bench. Like, yeah, we have a huge goalie issue. I think it's like, it's the mediocrity problem where if you're going to be bad, you need to be bad. Like, being middle of the road doesn't really help you that much because you don't get draft picks. Or, like, if you look, why why would you? I'm sorry. Why why would you trade Carter Hart to the Avalanche, which you know they're going to be a playoff? contending team for the next I'm gonna say five years and then you're gonna give them Carter Hart which could put them over the top so those two first round draft picks won't really do shit for us. Okay, but l- let me give you a hypothetical. Say you're a Montreal Canadiens fan. 
You've had right. Carey Price on your team for 10 years, right? Now, yeah. do you think they would say, hey, would you rather four years into his career trade him and get three first-round picks for him and then just kind of try your luck and let him go on a different team or keep him, right? And that Because, like, they had him. He didn't do shit. Well, he did do shit. He's a great goalie, but, you know, he's on the decline now, and now you're looking back and say, wow, the greatest goalie of our lifetime played, like, 10 playoff games in his whole career. Not really. He played a lot more than that, but they were never relevant. So, like, that's that's the team around him, though. Yeah. Oh, for sure. We're not saying it's his fault, but that's the risky run where, like, you look at Anaheim. Anaheim has a top five goalie in the league. John Gibson is unbelievable, but Anaheim is garbage. So, like, what are we, what are we doing with John Gibson? Where, like, I think Anaheim's a different situation because they're in a pretty good spot and you guys are in a decent spot as well. But if you're going to trade anybody, I mean, do you really want to give up like a JVR who is going to get you points and like, but you're not going to get anything for him? So we have a bunch of draft But the, the problem with trying to move JVR right now during the, during the deadline is playoff teams are going to want to add and his contract is already loaded as it is with JVR, I think is making six or 7 million. No, no playoff team has that cap space for them. Yeah, except I don't know if Colorado has the cap space. Colorado is going to win every Stanley Cup for the next 10 years, though. If you look at how that team's constructed, it is it, unbelievable. As long as their goaltending stays healthy and their defense doesn't shit the bed, they're all right. their, their offense is great top to bottom. They play 200 feet almost every single line. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and they have, like, I mean, they have phenomenal defensemen. They have guys, they still have guys coming up, too, that are unreal. Like they can, they'll be nasty. But that's what happens when you can't perform at a certain level for years upon years. Say so you just line up your your AHL, your junior. Well, they don't have junior leagues, but your draft picks, and you let them become studs and move shit around. I don't remember them being that bad. Is Colorado ever that bad? They they're bad enough to get Nathan McKinnon. I mean, that's true. Yeah. No, I just don't ever remember. Like, you remember some teams that have just awful years. But, like, I never remembered them having, like, any terrible years. But that could just be selective memory, and I just don't remember. Well, I like there's only, like, one or two. Yeah. Yeah. There wasn't I mean, a lot of like to about the fact that, you know, Shipberg, they fucking tanked purposely for years just to build up the team that they have now. Those are the Eagles? <laughs> them, too. You call your own team the Shipbirds? Shitburg. Come on. Pittsburgh. Are you talking about Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh. Oh, Pittsburgh. I thought you were saying shitbirds. I thought you were calling the Eagles <laughs> a shitbird. No. I was like, Jesus. They're shitbirds. So. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I was like, my God, these guys are brutal. But, uh, but yeah, oh, no, yeah. it's, uh, we, I don't we, know how you trade with them too. So. Because anyone that's worth anything, it's like the same thing with the Sharks. This year they were like, oh, there's teams calling about Tomas Hurdle. And I'm like, Tomas Hurdle's making $6 million for the next six years. Like, I don't want to trade Tomas Hurdle. I love Hurdle. Hurdle's one of my favorite players in the league. But like, Hurdle's the last guy gets, I want to go. He also gets hurt a lot, too. If you look at his yeah. past, past few years, he gets hurt a lot. So a player – he's, he's had two major injuries, yeah. Major it's injuries. Not, it's, not, yeah. it's not the nagging stuff like Carlson where every 15 games he'll be out for three, but he has missed some significant time, yeah. Can you guys can you guys see Eric's uh, Eric Moore on on the screen yeah. or is it just me? Yeah, That's a it. really good point, actually. Hmm. Uh, can, can you see it, Wade? Yeah, yeah, it's easy to figure out their gameplay. Yeah, just playing the same team over and over again. I mean, 
that yeah, there's it's like some... the... yeah, it's it. The season doesn't count. Like uh, absolutely, I think it's another. It's a second preseason. <laughs> like I've been saying this from day one when everything started with COVID. I thought they should have just not done the last season, just ended the last season, and just not had an NHL champion, whatever, not had a Stanley Cup, and then done a full season this year because now two years are tainted. Like now, there's two seasons where I'm like, this just isn't the same. This doesn't work. Last like, year, I feel that they should they should have just played it out like how they're doing it this year instead of just that big hole. They should have just broke it down like, look, okay, Metro Division, you guys are going to finish this schedule out. But here's what it is. Um, yeah, they're year, doing the best they can. Like it's not like it's not for lack of trying. Like they're yeah. doing a good job, but this is just. I mean, this just isn't it. It's like, hard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just. I, I like the series. I do like the series. The only thing that's tough about that, though, is one: you play everybody home and home usually. So I don't think that can keep up when you're playing like like we're not going to play you guys back to back nights in Philadelphia than San Jose. That just doesn't make sense. No. But um, yeah, I like the series aspect. I like the. I like, from a fan perspective, I like the double headers, like where we just play two nights in a row constantly. But then NHLPA is not going to let that happen. But yeah, this uh, this schedule, it's almost like it's cool to see them try it, if that makes sense. Like it's cool, and I know they're forced into it, but it's cool that it's different. I like the Canadian division a lot. I think that's interesting. Um, but other than that, I mean, you know. The the Sharks got the Avalanche and the Blues added to their conference, so we got the shit end of that stick. To be honest, so, how, right. how, can, how can anybody like the Canadian division? It's like oh, the Canadians it's, love it. It's, it's heavy loaded <laughs> for the top three teams. Yeah, that, dude, well, that I love the whole battle Alberta thing. You can't you can't hate that shit. But I have to, absolutely yeah, despise right. Matthew Kachuk, though I just I can't deal with that fucking Kane. He's he's another Kane. He's just you love him. I like the way he plays. I I I, I personally, it's maybe it's because the Sharks needed a player like that forever and never had it. Now right, they, they needed that kind of yeah. asshole. Like now they get all that with without Jumbo Joe. Yeah, yeah, Jumbo Joe is yeah, that that dude's, dude's a god here. I love Joe Thornton, but um. Yeah, Hurdle is a player you need. Hurdle's a player everybody. The greatest players that are never going to win a cup. He, I honestly think Toronto's winning it this year. But oh. yes. Oh no. shit. Yeah, for sure. Toronto's the best team, and it's not except. Well, I shouldn't say the best team. Vegas. So I'd say Vegas, Toronto, um, Tampa. Those are the only teams I think, and Colorado. Those are the four teams I think have what it takes. Of course. Vegas and Colorado, someone's going to take each other out. So I think those two teams are, they're going to, one of those two teams is making the Stanley Cup from the West. And then I think it's going to be Toronto. Toronto's nasty. Like one to 12, one to 20, they are built. They need goaltending, but it wouldn't shock me if they went after Taylor Hall, which is also another thing that could happen. That wouldn't shock me for a second. It also wouldn't shock me if they went after Matthias Eckholm or how do you say his name? Eckholm. Eckholm. But um, but how yeah, do they? I think Toronto's with with the cap space though. They're going to have to lose yeah. a deep player to make it to make either one of them work. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I'd stay away from Tyler Hall because he didn't do good in Buffalo, and he had Jack Eichel. Mm-hmm. Taylor Hall's a genius, though. If you think about it, like yeah, 
Oh, he yeah. doesn't give a shit, dude. He like I don't want him for that reason, but I love his like, mentality at this point. Just because he's like, I, like I said, I don't know what his status is. I don't know if he's married or with kids, but he's just fucking. He's touring the United States and Canada. He's he's, he's doing his thing. I I love it. Well, he got he got you know, I mean, you win an MVP or you're an MVP caliber player, and you get traded one for one for a scrub. Like I'm gonna have no respect for any organization I'm a part of after that. Like that's just how it goes. I think he got a rough entrance to the business being on those awful Edmonton teams, and then like that's that's tough. That's tough. But. I think there is going to be another bubble for the playoffs because of the Canadian border. Yes. Yeah. Didn't they just lift stuff? Didn't they just lift stuff yesterday though? It's now seven days instead of fourteen. Yeah. Okay, so it's getting better. So I mean, isn't it like May, no May 9th? Go ahead. I think May 9th is our last game or May tenth or eleventh or something like that. So and then I mean well, it, it and, should and get just, better before it gets worse, I feel. Logistically, you don't logistically all the Canadian teams are in Canada for the first two rounds anyways. So then they'll have the final four before a Canadian team has to leave Canada. And then I'm guessing they're gonna do it in Toronto or Edmonton again. So you're saying there's a chance that Toronto won't be another first round knockout? Yes, there is. This Toronto team's better than any other Toronto team. Yeah, like they basically just the team they had last year and added grit and then added Joe Thornton, who I don't care what you say, Joe Thornton can still play, which is crazy. <laughs> I like, like Joe Thornton. I mean, this why, man's how, like, how can you hate him? He's like a hundred. Like I don't understand how he's still doing what There's he's doing. Chara, though. I mean Yeah. Well and, and Joe Thornton, my favorite thing about Marlo? Joe Thornton is uh I spent some time working for the organization in San Jose and uh, not in any big role at all, but I was around the team a lot and I was around the AHL team a lot. And uh, there was a, a Saturday day game for the San Jose Barracuda. And I went into the, the box to give, I was handing out stats. <laughs> Joe Thornton was just sitting there watching the AHL game on a Saturday afternoon, just casually just around the rink kicking back. And I'm like, what is this man doing? Like, why is he here right now? He's got a multi-million dollar mansion. He's just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to watch these AHL kids. The Tucson Roadrunners are in town. <laughs> I was like, dude, good for you. Just wants to be around the rink. I like that guy. Oh, I wish but, I could do that. <laughs> yeah. No, he's, a, he's a good dude. He could be looking yeah. at the future. Like, who, who could I have on my on my wing with me? You know, because he's mainly yeah. play center. So he could be just yeah, looking at I could see him back. He's one of those guys, too, that have just – he, he has that Crosby to him too, where he's just like made people's careers yeah. or like there are a few guys that wouldn't be a name without Joe Thornton. Nobody like, will know who Jonathan Chichu was out in San Jose without him. Jonathan Chichu is a legend. Um, fun what? fact. I don't know if you saw uh, Jonathan Chichu. They gave away a signed Chichu Jersey at a Sharks game last year before COVID and everything. Oh. And they, they gave it away to a Chichu super fan. Right. And it was like a big ESPN story and the lady was crying and it was my mom. <laughs> I was oh, sitting shit. right next to her and they gave it to her. And I was like, it was funny because I was sitting there and because I work in it, you can kind of tell when shit's happening. And all of a sudden it's called tank patrol. Cause they call it the shark tank. All the tank patrol right, are man. around us. And there's right, a whole man. bunch of cameras. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then I turn around and Jonathan Chichu was right there. And I was like, Oh, I was like, cool. Someone's winning a Jersey. And then they called the seat <laughs> and it was right next to me. And I was so pissed that I didn't win it. But I mean, it is what it is. Jonathan Chichu was everything. Yeah. He scored 56 goals in a season. That's chaos. He was he was out of the league like three years later. He went and played in the KHL, married a Russian Russian girl. And now he's back right. working with the organization. So there you well, go. Three years after that 56, he couldn't crack the 20 goal. So I yeah. think that's yeah. 
Well, like, there's more than just him, too. Like, yeah. him, Niels Ekman, Milan Mahalik, like, all these guys were, like, really good because they're playing right with Joe Thornton. And then everyone's like, oh, yeah, actually, they're not good hockey players. Interesting. That's how it goes. <laughs> well, uh, real quick, um, just want to put uh, the banner that's on there for those people. You know, we do live in the Philadelphia area for people that can't read. Um, check out the Backstabbers Wrestling Podcast. And the Complex 4 for 4 along, obviously, with Flyers. Al, you're doing it. Thanks for that, Wade. Um, we also now have the Red Light Hockey Podcast is now on the network as well. So Everybody's a part of the Greater Philadelphia Sports Network. Let's get back to these comments because now they're, actually, they're coming in now. Eric says the Complex for Life. Eric is actually the uh, Phillies anchor for the Complex or 4 for 4 and uh let's see oh is that a different is that a different uh a different podcast yeah that's uh so we have the the uh philadelphia well the greater philadelphia sports network Mm -hmm. and uh that's our that's our our four for four um show i don't know how many people are listening but can i ask a question real quick if you don't mind so i asked uh i asked you this before but i want to hear from people so when when you talk about Bay Area sports, I always say that there's a few names that come to mind, right? The Joe Montana's, the whatever. Who comes to mind for Philly sports? Because for me, it's people that like it's people that you guys ran out of town, so I don't know who it is. But I just want to know if anyone wants to comment who you guys think of. Because for me, it's you know obviously I'm 26, so I'm a little younger. But it's like Donovan McNabb for football, probably Mike Schmidt and John and like that for baseball and. And Eric Lindros, and so I just want to know. But sorry, Jesse, I, nah, I digress. I I, I, I like know. that whole. Uh, yeah, we should definitely be doing that. <laughs> um, definitely need. Uh, well, I'll let that sink in for a second. So everybody can uh, answer that. Yeah, I think you're gonna get some interesting ones. For those people that are on the um, Streamyard game here, uh, you're popping up on the screen, and it's saying Facebook user. Uh, I'll announce who it is because I can see who it is on here. But uh, yeah, get on that shit, people. Can you tell we're from Philly, Chad? Yeah. Sure. Does it sound like we're from Philly? Are we letting you down? Philadelphia. No, Philadelphia. It's weird. I've been to 40 states and Philadelphia and uh, Pennsylvania isn't one of them. It's just like it just hasn't. I've never been to the Northeast. Pennsylvania is like, great. I mean, I, I, oh, I, yeah. I don't live in PA anymore because the taxes are too fucking high. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I live in Delaware now, which is mm-hmm. right over the border. But yeah, uh, yeah. Philadelphia, Philadelphia is great. I think I like pumped up Philadelphia, and uh, when I was on with you guys, like, I gave a whole like speech about yeah, yeah. it. Half of that was like honest, but yeah. You know. <laughs> and uh, it's just it's weird because out in California, it's so different from the East Coast, and it's just like a completely different vibe. It's not bad. It's not a good or a bad thing. It's just different. And so it's, uh, I haven't gotten a lot of, so the furthest North I've been is like Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio type region, but I've never been East of that. So I've, well, I've been in New York, actually. I've been in New York and New Jersey when I was in like fifth grade, but that doesn't really count. But, um, I've never been North of that. So I've never been anywhere in New England or pretty much North of Pennsylvania. So I need, I need to go out there and check it out because I hear good things and it sounds like people I would like. So the food is great. Yeah. I got some answers for you there. Uh, Let's see it. Let's see it. First off, I got to give a shout out to Pat 
the gobbler. <laughs> Pat, Pat Bernard from Devereux Sports. They were just checking in. There's a lot of um, nicknames you could have gone with, but you went with the gobbler. So. He's usually known, I think it's Pat from Ambler. PPA. But, uh, and then here he, he is again. Um, here you go. Here's your one of your answers. Okay. Lindros. Okay. Jimmy Rollins is from Oakland. That's about an hour away from me. Bobby Clark. Yeah, okay. That's that decent. I, I know. I mean, I know all those guys, so that makes sense. Reggie White. Yeah. I, I said Bobby Clark, so I mean, I guess I was on yeah. the right path too. So. What was the question that I missed? <clears throat> uh, I was asking uh, who comes to mind when you think of Philly sports. Like, who are your – because, like, like your Mount Rushmore is a bad way to put it, but when I think yeah. of Bay Area sports, it's like Joe Montana and all those guys. Like, who do you think of when you think of Philly sports? Gotcha. Let's see. I got another one. I'm liking this live shit. I'm not going to lie to you. I am a uh, – all right, this is James Scorzer. He's actually the uh, the guy that on the 4-4 four four that covers the Sixers. So, Bernie Perrant. Will Chamberlain, Reggie White, Steve Carlton. Who's Bernie Perron? Get out of here. Are you serious? Yeah, I have no idea who that is. <laughs> yeah, oh, no idea. God. Is he like a Everybody that heard that, have some comments on that. I'll put that up on the screen. Um, <laughs> he was so one, they won the Stanley oh, Come on. Oh, he was part of like Broad Street Bullies back, back then? Back Stanley Cups champion. How am I supposed to know? <laughs> a team, when, when was that, the 70s? Seem yeah. to know a lot about every other team besides the, the Flyers. I don't, I don't at all. I don't. It's okay though. <laughs> how old are you? I know, how old I know. And it's before the time you were born. So yeah, how old are you? Dad? I'm 26. Oh God, yeah. never mind. Yeah. Fuck. Now I feel yeah. kind of like an asshole. But. Yeah, no. It's it, there's definitely so. It's funny because I studied back in a lot of sports, but like hockey and football were the two I didn't really like. Oh shit! Like <laughs> fucking Eric. <laughs> Flyers goalies. Yeah, I'm not a Flyers fan, but it's called broadening horizons. Okay. I'm on the West Coast. <laughs> but uh You're actually one of your guys, uh your guys goalies uh was one of my favorite players of all the time, Archis Urbe. Yeah, he was fantastic. He was great. Didn't you, I, didn't you guys have you had Boucher for a while? Do you have Steve Shields? Did I don't think up? so. No. I don't know. Uh, Steve Shields. Not to my knowledge. He was after Urbe in San Jose. But yeah, Archer's Urbe was cool. I liked all the guys with those weird-looking helmets. The Dominic Hastrick yeah. helmets. Those were cool. Kind of like helmet. fencing helmets almost. Or no, it was like Kawataki <laughs> helmets. Yeah, yeah, the, the cages. But, um, but yeah. Oh. You're king in Sacramento or L.A.? Oh. Probably L.A. This is... I can't say it's L.A. <clears throat> it is L.A. L.A. Is he from there? No. He's from no, he's from here. He probably likes the old school uh, jerseys that were black and silver and white. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yep. Say L.A. Yeah. I'm saying uh, I had a, I did a. So the Kaha out here is like the youth hockey association. I was broadcasting for them, and uh, they had an 18 AAA championship game, and so there was the final four, and it was the Kings, the Sharks, the Ducks, and. Tri-City Blue Devils, they don't matter. But the Sharks had their, their classic, like, Owen Nolan all-teal jerseys that Favorite they're wearing this time. year. Yeah, great player, great player. Yeah. And then the Ducks had their their eggplant, like, old-school hockey, like, jerseys from back then. And the Kings had their purple crown jerseys. 
And I was just sitting there watching these games, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is sick. <laughs> these are such cool jerseys. I love it. But, um, but yeah. Now, anyways, I, like the, I like the Golden Seals jerseys. No one else likes them. I, I like them. I do, too. I like, I like taking chances. Like, there are – there's two types of jerseys. There's like the classic jerseys that are good. Like the flyers are in that category where you guys have never changed your crest. Have you, you've no. always had that same logo. It's always just been like a different shade of like a, either a darker orange or it's, they just fucking start mixing the, the, the whites and the blacks. It's been the same shit forever. Yeah. Well, it's like you guys, like you, the Blackhawks, the, the red wings, the Rangers kind of have that, like, like, Oh, we're classic going for us where it looks good. Right, like it's looked good for I don't know how long you guys were around, probably the seventies, but a long time. But uh, then there are like the new age teams that also have pretty cool jerseys, like the Sharks. I mean, I know I'm a fan of them, but objectively, like you put a shark on anything, it's gonna look pretty fucking cool. It's just like kind of how it goes. But uh, I remember Liam was trying to sell us on the Habs fucking logo. Yeah, it's the worst logo. It's it's not even. It's just a you know, not it. It's not a good logo. Sharks and the Blackhawks. Yeah. Yeah, but then like you have some cool ones. Like I like the Predators jerseys. I like the the Wild jersey. I like their color scheme. I don't like their. Logo. I really like the Wild jersey. I like that there's yeah. like a the tree and all that. I love it. Mm-hmm. And their their cream jerseys that had the Minnesota going across for a while were so clean. Those looked so good. But I can go on for jer- with jerseys forever. But uh, I got some serious. I got some very interesting ones on my wall. I got, dude, I got a Jim Craig jersey. There we go. There we go. I got a, I, I got a Doug Glatt jersey. I mean. <laughs> underrated hockey movie for sure. Oh my god, it's a total lie, but you know. Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolute. I mean, it's a true story. It just was it wasn't. That's not how it happened. But yeah, he's 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 basically like Curtis Gabriel. Just uh, just I, I mean, probably better at hockey than Curtis Gabriel. But so, um, so his name was actually uh, I can't believe uh, Frank Bialowis, <laughs> and uh, his character was actually um. What's what's uh Ross the boss Ray, right? Mm-hmm. And you know Doug Glatt was, um I can't remember the dude's. Oh Doug Smith was supposed to be you know the guy, but I actually we did an interview with him. I know you I know you guys don't know who uh Bile Alice was. He was a phantom. He uh mm-hmm. he, the whole city loved loved the fuck. I love the dude. The dude's amazing, but um he actually beat the living shit out of Doug Smith. Like Doug Glatt did not win that fight. He actually didn't hit him once. And if you go and find Doug Smith's uh, book he wrote, the cover of it is what his face looked like after uh, Bialowis had his way with it. And it is just horrendous. Like it's really fucking bad. But oh, yeah. let's let's we get back to these bad boys. Oh, here goes your buddy. I mean, he's he's lighting. He's trying to light you on fire here, Chad. That's fair. No, yeah, I don't. You know, everyone has flaws. It's okay that you're a Kings fan. It's not a problem. <laughs> Like, you can be wrong. It's not a problem, Eric. But um, but no, it's uh, yeah. I don't have a problem with people being fans of teams. I just have a problem with people who like the good teams. As James but, Scorza was Nabokov before Nabokov. Okay, I like Nabokov. The I think I, I don't know if I told you the that is true. Those those stars jerseys were awesome. The like like late nineties, early two thousand stars jerseys. I, li- are- I also like the North Star jerseys, though. Yeah, those are pretty fantastic. I'm, I also like bad jerseys, like those uh, those weird uh, gradient Pittsburgh jerseys. <laughs> like the triangle, those are so gross. <laughs> like They're just fantastic. I love them. But, uh, 
Yeah, no, the Evgeny Nabokov, one of the most electric individuals I've ever been around. Um, I don't know if I told you the story when you were on red light, but uh, I was at a San Jose Barracuda practice one morning, and it was like a 7 a.m. day. I was there to film some B-roll and whatever for them. And uh, <laughs> I'm sitting there, and uh, Nabi Nabokov is just skating around the ice. For those of you who don't know, old Sharks goaltender, Evgeny Nabokov, he's now the goaltending coach for the organization. And he, uh, <laughs> he, uh, he looks at me and I'm again, 7am like, and he shoots a puck right at the glass and scared the absolute shit out of me because I just wasn't paying attention. And, uh, he came up and he starts going, Hey, how much? And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, no, how much? And he starts talking to me and he's staying, we're standing on the end boards and he's trying to flip it all the way to the other end of the ice and hit the crossbar. And granted, I'm in college right now, like at this time. And he's like, yeah, how much? I'm like, I don't know, 20 bucks. And he goes, 10 grand. <laughs> and yeah, I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't have 10 grand to bet on this. Like, I'm not doing this. And then he's like, all right, all right, 25 grand. <laughs> like, no, <laughs> stop. Like, we're not going up anymore. I don't have the money. Like, I don't know what you want me to do. And then he's like, he's like, I'm only getting five shots. It's a good deal. And I'm like, dude, fuck off. Like, like I appreciate this exchange, but. Yeah, it was pretty funny. I was just like, he was just electric. I loved him. He was, you know, some people hate media and I get it. I absolutely get it. But he was not one of them. He had fun with it and he was a good dude. So I'll forever sing his praises probably because of that one thing alone. But yeah. So do you, do you see, so what do you think the Sharks are going to do this year? Since, you know, you've given us your the reality cake. check of an answer, you know. <laughs> About the Flyers, you know. Sorry, I don't. I, don't, I mean, I don't, which may be true. I mean, you know. I don't pull punches. I just, I just you, say what, say what I you, think. You think the Sharks are gonna? Are they in any way, shape, or form gonna make anything into the playoffs? Oh God, no, no. Okay. Sharks aren't the Sharks. Uh, they have. I mean, they got to have the worst goaltending situation in the league. Uh, if if not the worst, definitely bottom three or four. I mean, Martin Jones has played well, like, the last week. But, I mean, the other night he gave up five goals on 25 shots. Like, you oh. just, you're just not going to win any games. Um, I think the Sharks are, like, as, as bad as they are this year, I don't think they're that far away where I kind of think you're, they're in the same boat as the Flyers, where if the Sharks added a defenseman, because we're right now we have Nicholas Kanijov playing our sixth defenseman, who's great, but he's just, I mean, average at best. You know, he's serviceable. So if you could replace that with a decent, a decent defenseman, and then some they need they need some help from the expansion draft too. They need something taken off the books. Because if you look at I think between Jones, Carlson, Burns, and Vlasic, you have like 35% of the cap right. from those three guys. And it's just it. You're never gonna win like that. And um, so I think uh, it wouldn't shock me if there are some bad some bad deals out there. It wouldn't shock me if Seattle took Brent Burns in this expansion draft because he's only for two more years. So he's mm. not owed money for that long. Um, I don't think they will. Obviously, they have to take someone from San Jose. I don't know who they're gonna take. Probably Donato, I would imagine. But. Um, I think the Sharks need a goalie, and they just don't come around that often. Sharks have never paid a goalie, really. So um, I think until they get a goalie, they're not good. But the thing that's frustrating 
is that the Sharks' top six and top four are good. Like, they get no help on the back end. But if you look at, like, your top six is Couture, Hurdle, Kane, Meyer, LeBanc, Donato, Slash, whoever they have playing up, Leonard or Marlowe or, you know, I'm probably even forgetting somebody. But that's, like, a decent top six. If you add someone to that and then you still have Carlson, Burns, Vlasic, and Ferraro on your back end, like, you still have a pretty decent squad there. So I just think that they're kind of in a similar spot where I don't think they blow it up. Like, I don't think you need to blow it up. I think they're looking at a, if they get, I really honestly and truly believe if they get a goaltender, if you just took, you know, I don't know who's the best goaltender in the league, Hellybuck probably. You just took Hellybuck and put him on the Sharks next year and add one piece. I think they're like a contending team. It's uh, the not having a goalie really, really fucks you, man. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, everybody you just mentioned is they're not like B list players. I mean, yeah, you know, it's it's kind of the same problem we're having right now, except ours is completely the def- it is the def- it is def- defined. Well, it's defined our our defense is yeah. My main problem with us right now it's yes, it's our defense, but it's something that I said like earlier this season was. You know, I really hope that, you know, our coach doesn't just keep cycling through and trying to make pairs with the defense to the point where nobody gets used to playing with each other. And that's exactly what happened. And now the two guys, Travis Sanheim and and Phil Myers, who were the the studs last year together, and, you know, they aren't good together because they haven't played with each other all year. So, I mean – our problem is defense. Your guys' problem is goalie. And, I mean, they go hand in hand. But, I mean, I feel your pain. And that'll be why we get destroyed if we get into the playoffs. If we get destroyed, it'll be that reason. And, and it's the same thing with, like, the Sharks' defense doesn't help because, I mean, Burns and Burns and Carlson have to be two of the top, I don't know, three or four offensive-minded defensemen. Not with skill, but just in terms of they really don't fucking play defense. Right. Like, they're below the goal line frequently. And it's oh, just bro. Like, your buddy's well, checking in. I mean, do what you're going to do. Oh, Eric's back? No, your buddy, Liam. Okay. I'll put him up. Uh, there you go. Yeah. You know, 2013 is calling. They want that back. But, um, <laughs> but uh, it's uh, the Sharks are not, they're not in a bad spot. I think um, if you're talking about cap wise, probably one of the worst spots in the league in terms of if they don't have guys willing to be flexible, it's going to be tough. Like Carlson, the eleven five from Carlson definitely hurts. Um, I think if that if the Sharks weren't bad last year, if if that pick that they gave up didn't turn into uh, Stutzley, I wouldn't care as much, right? Like I I think giving up Josh Norris, giving up two middle of the pack, like we gave up Dylan Demello and uh, Chris Tierney, who like who cares? And we gave up. Um, Norris, who sucks, we gave up another guy. No, that sucks. Norris doesn't suck. It's bad that we gave up Norris, but right. that we gave up our best AHL prospect, who's now back on the Sharks, Rudolph Balsers. So um, it's kind of thing where if Eric Carlson was making $8 million, I wouldn't hate it at all. Right? So it's tough to swallow, but I think the Sharks need a couple pieces and don't really have the capital to move it. So – We'll see. It's going to be the first time we have our first round draft pick in a long time this year, though, like two or three years, I think. So there's still, there's still time for you guys to trade that away. Yeah, I mean, 
it's funny too because Doug Wilson is the other guy where I love Doug Wilson. People hate on Doug Wilson because he hasn't gotten it done. And I get that. But I think there's only so much that a GM can do. And I think the Sharks have been good enough to win the Stanley Cup two or three times and just haven't won it. Oh, when they so, won that, well, what was it, two years ago, three years ago? When they, when went, they, went, to the they went to the final? It was uh, 2016. 2016. It was the first of Pittsburgh's back-to-back. That was heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, like, it was kind of like we were talking about, though. We're like, I looked at that series, and I'm like, yeah, we're going to get pumped. Like, Pittsburgh's so much better than us. Like, like I'm sorry, guys, but I just don't think we're going to win this. And um, the one that hurts is the year after. or No, the one where St. Louis won the Stanley Cup. Because I objectively think we were better than all those teams. Right. And that was where the bad goaltending started, where a lot of people want to say, like, you know, the whole Game 7 thing with the Knights, right, where we got the five-minute penalty that we probably shouldn't have gotten. And uh, then, you know, the Knights just forget the fact that they gave up four power play goals in five minutes. But whatever. That's not me. Right. Um, and uh, But that series should have gone five games. Martin Jones gave up four first-period goals twice. <laughs> just, like, took us out of two games. And then same thing happened against Colorado, where in Colorado he gave up a couple games where he gave up some really soft. I mean, if you're giving up wrist shots from the top of the zone, like with no screen, we're not going to win any games, guy. And then, you know, we get to St. Louis, and then all of a sudden our guys have played 18 games instead of the 13 they should have played. And then Tomas Hurdle goes down, and people start getting hurt, and then we just get beat. Ran into Biddington, who was good. And goaltending has always been our heel. We've had one Vesna finalist in 31 years. And it was Evgeny Nabokov. Right. <laughs> he just had one crazy year. So, you know, the Sharks, I don't think you're going to win without a good goaltender. And the Sharks don't have it. And, you know, I work with the minor league team, and there are some good prospects coming up. Um, but I don't know. I mean, this was a team that at one point had Vesa Toskala, Mika Kiprasov, and Evgeny Nabokov all in the NHL. So I, I, we've come a long way from that. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I still – speaking as a fan, you know, when the Sharks won the Stanley Cup, I'm going to be blacked out on San Carlos one way or another. So <laughs> I don't care when it is. I could be 75 and I'll still figure it out. I'm probably so. just going to die if we ever win Stanley Cup and I'm alive. <laughs> Wait, yeah, I, want to, uh, yeah. I want you to answer this coming from uh, Eric. He's got a couple through and then uh, our boy Liam – has another one also. You see it up on the screen. AV yeah. has changed so much on this team. AV might be gone within two seasons if he doesn't stop. Is this Vino? Huh? Is that Vino, AV? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you got. I can see it happening. Actually, I could see it probably even sooner if, if, if shit seems to just keep rolling downhill. Um, you know, back with when Ed Snyder was alive, if shit wasn't. if if Ed Snyder was alive today, AV would have been fired probably a month ago. AV may not there? last long if the Flyers continue to struggle. That was also James Scorza. So, same yeah, topic. I mean, uh, the yeah, he wasn't he wasn't with us with the playoffs. That was Scott Gordon. So, this year. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean. It's tough to fire a coach, uh, uh, you know, this short of, I don't know. I, it's it's tough it's to. Philly. It's Philly. Yeah. 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 But 
I mean, not for, <laughs> not for us, but nobody shits down their throat about it. I mean, I shit down their throat on the Red Light Hockey Podcast all the time. Who's that? <laughs> yeah, I do. Constantly. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's just hard because, you know, I think you don't know how much – it's. I don't know how to put it. It's very easy to be an armchair quarterback, and that's – that's how it is. And I, I am an armchair quarterback. I get it. But, like, it's so fucking hard to coach an NHL team. <laughs> it's so fucking hard to be a GM. Is, it really, is like, it really that hard to coach an NHL team? I mean, the, think about it logically here. And, uh, oh, yeah, Liam, no. We're not taking two firsts for Carter Hart. Absolutely not. That's, what about two firsts in Byron? No. Still not? What would you, you don't want to – There's got to be something you would take. Do, do me a favor. If, if you could take, uh, take some time out of your day or take – Maybe five minutes. Do some research on what's down in Lee, uh, up in Lehigh Valley, the Phantoms that are affiliate. It's not any better. <laughs> like, so if we get rid of Hart, we're, we're we're in a worse situation than we were. I mean, they they have they have these guys that were supposed to be these, you know, blockbusters. Yeah, and then you know the one the one couldn't make his way out of the, the lower than the AHL affiliate. And uh, the other one was a total boss. Lion is just waiting. He's like 30-some years old. He's waiting to come up. He's been waiting, which I personally think is unfair because Carter Hart just comes in, and they just forget about him, and now he's just in limbo in the AHL. But, you know, yeah, we have a huge issue, a huge, huge issue. So, no, Liam. This is the one thing, too, where it's like a quarterback in the NFL. You just absolutely can't win without it. You just can't. Like, and it's one of the things too, where I think we're going to see a change here where people are going to start grossly overpaying for goaltenders. Fucking Liam with his fucking Stolars comment. Yeah. I mean, is that it's Anthony here. Stolars? Oh yeah. He was. Oh San yeah. Diego goals we fucking legend. ruined him. San Diego goals. Legend. I like him. But no. um, Eric Alex line is coming up. So shut the fuck up. All right. All right. But yeah, I, I mean, he needs to come up. That's insane. How do you have ninety some saves in one game and not bring that guy up? I mean, yeah, the defense bro was probably shit, but I'm just saying they won. But they won. Well, it's like they're just the thing is, is isn't Cart still on his entry level for like two more years? Something like yeah, that. I, believe, I think it's either one or two. Yeah, you could get the farm for Carter Hart. You could get an NHL yeah. player, two prospects, and two first round picks. And, like, I know that you say, but eventually that scale starts to tip. So like, if we if we stuck around, if we stuck around with, you know, we're going we're gonna to end this soon because this is getting this is get, getting lengthy. Um, <laughs> I haven't done any of our sponsors or anything yet. No, shit. Um, if we stuck around with Nolan Patrick, why not stick around with Carter Hart? Because Carter Hart's worth a lot more than Nolan Patrick. But you know he was the th- he was the thing, and he was, he was he had migraines and headaches and such, and then it was like you know do we really need him? And then he started again, and he scored what well, two or three goals, you know. And it, well, it just it gets to a point where like everybody's tradable. Everyone has a price. Yeah, like I, I see them trading Giroux before they trade uh, really to make a, a a slam dunk. And I know he's got he's got all kinds of contracts and shit, but I'm I think you're gonna see something big. It's going to be something big. I feel. I don't. I don't think the Sharks are making a move this year. They might trade Donato because he'll get he'll get taken in the in the expansion. They might try and get like a fifth or a sixth for him or something. But I don't see them making a move here at the break. But 
Jacob Lorchak being moved. One of them's got to go. Only because, you know, I, I went back and I re-listened to uh, on Nasty Knuckles podcast and like Richard's thing and how he was just so caught off guard in the offseason because the year before, you know, they made a, a decent run. And <clears throat> I think that was like one year removed from their the Stanley Cup run and just sitting there as a fucking team captain. You're just sitting there in the offseason. Like, you know that your buddy, I'm talking about Jeff Hart being traded. That was like kind of writing on the wall. Everybody knew that was going to happen. But instead, he got the phone call saying, no, you're the one that's going to be traded before even Jeff Carter happened. And, you know, so I could, I could easily see being Jake Vorchek being shipped off. Could even be to Seattle to get their number one draft pick. I think you're going to see definitely something along those. I don't know if it's going to be Voracek, but you know you're definitely going to see Gustafson and Ghost go somewhere soon. It's it's going to happen. I mean, are there any skaters that are immovable to you? Any skaters that you're not sending anywhere? <laughs> Sorry, um, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't send. I mean, that's the thing too is I've heard that you know T, you know TK can you know he might be that they're, they're shopping him around a little bit. Travis Konechny, yeah. And, but he's like I said. Um, I, I don't know where I said it, but you know, I don't. I, I'm not afraid of if say Giroux or Voracek were to get traded and they go somewhere else. Um, I don't see Giroux blowing it up and winning a cup somewhere else. And I can almost say the same thing about Voracek. It's just because they've they've been their their all star status comes out in short bursts. It's not like a Crosbeer. It's not like a like a Malkin or. I think you know, the difference is if you put if you put like a Taylor Hall or one of those guys that's going to get moved. If you put them on Colorado, they play fifteen minutes a night as opposed to twenty three. They're on the second PP instead of the first. They're not getting the other team's top defensive pair. It's different. It's a lot easier. The game opens up when you're not the guy. So. Well, how do you think you how do you think it comes to a guy like you know Jeru? Say he goes somewhere. I don't. I don't even know where we could. Let's let's uh, pump up Liam's tires. He can go to you know the Habs. Mm-hmm. How do you take a guy that's been captain of this team pretty much almost his whole career, and then he goes and you know he's playing for Shea Weber as a captain there. You know, does he play better and not as the captain with the world on his shoulders, or, or then I mean, he can be I don't a player know. again? I don't know enough about Giroux because I mean Joe Thornton was the captain in San Jose forever and went to play with John Tavares like. It's, you know, captains have gotten traded hundreds of times. It's how it goes. Um, but in terms of if he can't, I think that's a flaw for him. Like if you ask Claude Giroux, has he, has he been on Philly his whole career? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. That's that's pretty rare. Is it not in Philly to have a guy be there his whole career? Yeah. Like, yeah that's, not I mean, a, that's like a genuine question. It's like pretty yeah, rare. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. The closest yeah, I mean, the players that, that normally stay with Philadelphia um, – is a couple of football players, but because their careers are usually over by the time they're thirty. So, yeah, now you got this, this core for basketball too that could stay. But I mean, Embiid's going to get out of town. But um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's uh, I don't know what to do with Giroux. I think I think if you gave him a shot this year to win a Stanley Cup, I think he's taking it. I mean, I think for lack of a better term, hockey is an international language. Hockey's hockey. Wherever you right. really play, you can do what you're asked to do. Um, but I would not like to push for the 
if we were going to have to push for the Stanley Cup, I think trades would have already been made. I don't think our fucking GM would have sat this long and sat and wait to, to pull the trigger for any, any trade. It's all, what it comes down to with a lot of GMs now, unfortunately now, it's all about money. Ed Snyder didn't care. You know, he went the drafting route. It didn't work. He went to buying a goaltender, going buying players route. That didn't work. But Hextall set us up for, which which when he did for the LA Kings, was a good run. And then, you know, we kind of chased him out with fucking pitchforks and, and torches. So now we're stuck with this guy that's a money fucking genius, I guess. So. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, with with that being said, we're gonna let's wrap this up. It's our first live. So why would you put that up on the screen? <laughs> What's that? Why would you put that on the screen? Send him. The I, I had to. It's, it's Liam. Liam. Liam's kind of. You can't even know it's him because it keeps coming up Facebook user. So like you don't even know it's him. So it's it's funny. I think it's funny. It's alright. They're they're the better. Let's not get into the Gretzky. Let's not get into the Gretzky talk. We're going to slip out of the playoff spot up there in kind of the, the easiest division ever. <laughs> Fighting words. We're all on the same network here, guys. Come I know. Even better. Um, Chad, thanks a lot for coming on, man. Hopefully it's not the last time. You know, we'll yeah. get all this live shit fucking figured out. And, you, know, you want me to talk shit about Philadelphia? I'm here. Just let me know. <laughs> yeah, we need it. Well, you know it's going to be great I would love to have you on again because this was a spur of the moment thing and I can make mm-hmm. an event and a lot more people will come on and you can have a lot more fun with that yeah let's so, go I'm used to it <laughs> awesome uh, we're going to wrap that up this is Jesse from Flyers Alley with Chad from Red Light and Wade Orozco from Flyers Alley you guys have a great night later <laughs>